to do that. Amen. I am A.J. Dubbitt. I'm the senior pastor here at the Crossroads. And I want to welcome all of you today, all of our guests that are here with us today. And I do want to say hello to everybody who's checking us out on live stream because we know you're probably going to check us out on live stream before you actually come to a service. So we look forward to seeing you very soon. Amen. And I am excited. The next few weeks are going to be huge around here. You do not want to miss what God is going to do. Amen. Two weeks ago, we started this series called Soulology. Anybody remember that? Soulology? And uh, we started it by determining that we all have a specific purpose that God has placed in us. He has put this in us. The Almighty God, out of all the people in the world, He has selected you and I for a special purpose. To me, that's just awesome, right? I'm just, I'm thrilled by that. But we are created for His glory and to use the gifts that He has given us to grow and to see others around us grow. Last Sunday, we had a, just an incredible message. And I'm going to tell you this. If you missed last Sunday's message here, or if you're listening and you missed last Sunday's message, go back and listen to the message from missionary John Hemus last Sunday about, uh, about what God can do with nothing. It was a powerful message, his testimony, and uh, we are so thankful for that. And today, I really, more than anything else, in the next few minutes, I want to help you. All right? And here is... What I want to do, here's my warning in a nutshell. Okay, this is it. Are you ready? I'm going to give it to you. Chasing money, power, and fame can cause you to miss your true purpose in the kingdom of God. Yes. That's it. That's the, just all, everything I'm going to say, I just said. Now I'm going to try to go a little further and help it stick, all right? But have you ever gotten distracted? Anybody ever gotten distracted? Some of you are like, no, I never get distracted. Well, you know. Some of you get distracted while I'm preaching. Like, I mean, all kinds of distractions. Uh, there, there are a number of things that you can get distracted by, right? Anybody been, dis- you know, they talk about distracted driving. Anybody ever been distracted driving? My wife, it, she is, she should be on a campaign. Like, literally, she should champion the cause of no distracted driving. Uh, I am not allowed to look at my phone unless it is like, you know, I'm at a stoplight or something. I'm not even allowed to look at my phone. Uh, she is against distracted driving. And she, that's because she cares about us, right? And she wants us to, to live and not die. And so she really wants to make sure, and she wants our kids to have a good example. So she makes sure that she champions the cause of no distracted driving. Now, there's, there's a lot of distractions, uh, not just while you're driving. There's a lot of distractions in life. And a lot of times we uh, move forward and we are trying to get things accomplished, but we can't seem to get certain things accomplished because we keep getting distracted. And the older I get, the harder it gets. Because like I'll go into a room and I'll be like, what am I in here for? You know, I know I came in here for something and I was... I was getting something, and what was I getting? And I'll look again. What was I getting? She'll look at me like, you've lost your mind. You, you think I can read your mind and tell you what you were getting? We do that, right? Because there's something that takes place whenever we uh, get distracted. We get distracted easily, you know? Um, kids uh, are, are probably uh, the most awesome example for us. Uh, they, they get distracted very easily, and that's why whenever they're sad about something, what do we try to do? We try to make them laugh or you know, try to redirect their, uh, their sorrow. Why? Because they can be distracted. Well, we too can be distracted and not always for the right things. Hayden Robinson points out that one old recipe for rabbits started out with this injunction, 
It started out, first, catch the rabbit. I know that sounds really simple, right? He said this though, he said the writer knew how to put first things first. You can't make rabbit until you catch rabbit. That's what we do when we establish priorities. We put things that should be in their first place first. Right? And then we put everything else in its proper order. And so if we want to accomplish important things and we want to be who God has intended us to be, our struggle is our priorities. We usually can never get around to doing the things that really matter the most because we're so consumed with doing the things that, let's be honest, they won't even matter two weeks from now. I'm just, I'm being honest, this is how it is. Why is that? Why do we all, and I say all, and I'm not, I'm including me, why do we all struggle with keeping our priorities in the proper order? And what can we do to fix it? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because that's what I'm talking about today. So, if you have your Bibles, or you have a a digital device you want to read, or you just want to read off the screen, either way, let's all stand and we're going to read a portion of Scripture out of Matthew chapter 6 today. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25 through 33. Can you all hear me still okay? Am I coming through? I'm on the lab here. No? No. All right. Well, hold on just a second. We'll get there. So, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Are you ready? It says, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. It is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? That's a good question. And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Oh, this one really hits me right between the eyes. I'm always looking for more time. I just can't get enough done. But how many of us can add one single hour? And why are you worried about clothing? Because Easter's almost here, Pastor. Observe. Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory is is clothed like uh, one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow it's thrown into the furnace, will He not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Then here it comes. But seek ye first. What is it? His kingdom. A lot of us are seeking kingdoms, but not His kingdom. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. Everybody say added. You're going to get it all. Everything that you desire so bad. He knows what the desires of your heart are. I'm ringing just a little bit. He knows what the desires of your heart are. He understands, amen, that you are flesh and that you have needs and that you are human. So seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be added 
to you. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in this place today. God, I pray that you would help us to see that our priorities push our purpose and that we would get our priorities in the proper place. In Jesus' name we in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody say, God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And I'm gonna try to not mess up my peace today. I got a lot of peace. Priorities push purpose. A lot of P's. Say that three times real fast. Priorities push purpose. So the secret is seek God's kingdom. Seek His righteousness first. Yes. First. Yes. First. First. Yes. First, first live stream. First. Hmm. First. Yes. Not, not after you've done everything else. Not after everything starts falling into place and you feel good enough. Come on now. Seek His kingdom. Seek His righteousness. Seek His glory in your life first. In his book, Feminine Faces, Clovis Chappelle, Chappelle, he wrote that when the Roman city of Pompeii was being excavated, a body of a, a woman was found, and it was found mummified by the volcanic ashes of Mount Vesuvius. Anybody ever seen those? Those like they're like body casts. They look like they're, they're like people that were mummified. Just boom, because the volcanic ash hit them. But her position is is a very tragic story. You see, her feet are pointed toward uh, the city gate, but her outstretched arms and her fingers were straining for something that lay behind her. The treasure for which she was grasping was a bag of pearls. Chappelle said, though death was hard at her heels and life was beckoning to her beyond the city gates, she could not shake off their spell. But it was not the eruption of Vesuvius that made her love pearls more than life. It only froze her in this attitude of greed. I don't know if that says anything to you, but that really made me think. We have life beckoning to us. We have life just right there at our fingertips. Jesus made a way for us to have life and have life more abundantly. And yet, sometimes we settle for the things that we think will make us happy. And yet, they never, ever do. So what are your distractions? Name them in your mind today. They might be addictions. They might be habits. They might be secret desires. Maybe it's just the the cares of life in general. Anybody ever just feel overwhelmed with the cares of life? I just, I got to pay the bills. I got to get my taxes taken care of. I got to feed the kids. I've got, anybody know what I'm talking about? And, And in all of this, sometimes it's so hard for us to stay focused and to understand that our priorities push our purpose. God created each of us for a specific purpose. I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to tell him, say, your purpose is God-given. Your purpose is God-given. Amen. Your purpose. It's God-given. Achieving His purpose in your life, this higher divine purpose, or continuing to be distracted in your life and have your priorities messed up, it will be the difference between success and failure in your life. Because you can accomplish a lot as far as the world is concerned, but not really be successful with God. 
Amen. This is what makes us tick. This is what really gets us going. Some people they they climb the mountaintop and they you know they the, they climb the ladder of success and all the have all the business uh, you know partners and everybody that just says oh wow what a wonderful success this person is and they're still miserable. And they're still, uh, they, they just, uh, I remember a quote that I heard from Jim Carrey one time. Jim Carrey, who's, you know, he's made it big as far as making millions and, uh, and what, what the world will look at as success. And he says this, he said, I wish everybody could make all kinds of money so that they could figure out that's not where it's at. All right. Right. Amen. I wish everybody could get that figured out. I mean, I really honestly, I wish everybody could see it's not just about how much money you have or how much success you have as far as this world standard. You have a purpose that was God-given. And unless you fulfill that purpose, it doesn't matter what you accomplish in life. Amen. Amen. So this is what makes us tick. This is being who I was made to be. I want you just to ask yourself that question, right? Am I being who I was made to be? Now, the chances are most of you, if you're like me and you're, you're honest, you're going to say, you know what? I'm coming up a little short or maybe I'm coming up a lot short, right? But here's, here's where we've got to kind of put the rubber to the road. And we got to say, am I being who I was made to be? And am I doing what I was made for? And if we're not, the chances are, I'm going to tell you, here's the secret, it goes right back to our priorities. The choices that we make and and how we get from point A to point B. A lot of times, you know, right? Anybody ever go through math and they say, what's the shortest point between two, the shortest distance between two points is what? A straight line. But most of us, we do not go in a straight line from point A to point B. We're like, point A to And then we're over here, and this is... Right? Sometimes I think I'm, really, I honestly feel like I'm going crazy. And the reason I feel like I'm going crazy is I was set out to do one project. And I'm working hard at this project and I'm having fun. And then, oh, you know what, there's a stack of this stuff over here. And I really need to, you know, I need to do that right here. And, and I'm, and wait a second, wait a second, I was, I was over here doing this project and, you know, as I get back to this and I'm like, you know what, this really would go good with this over here. And so, anybody know what I'm talking about? Before you know it, this is still not done. But I've worked on about seven other things in the process. You know, and I'm not even talking about having little kids. Man, if you have little kids, that's your life all day long, every day. I mean, you just go from one thing to another. My wife, she said, uh, you know, she didn't, like, when, when the kids were real little, she said, honey, sometimes I don't even feel saved. And she was just being honest. She's like, I just don't even feel saved. She said, I just feel like I'm running like a crazy woman. Are you struggling today because of distraction or persecution or just maybe the fear of moving forward? All of these are dangerous to our priorities and our our purpose. And here's the deal. Don't let them stop you. Don't let fear of what's coming stop you. Don't don't let distraction and, and hindrances to the purpose that God has placed on you. Don't let that stop you. Look at your neighbor and tell them, say, don't let it stop you. You're going to, look, you're going to be distracted. There's going to be days, you know, the first day of fasting this week. Whoa, my goodness. I couldn't focus on anything. I was getting frustrated. Everything I tried to do became this, you know, complicated equation that I couldn't solve. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's, you know, you're going to have days like that. Some days are just going to be like that, but don't let it stop you. 
During the early years of the Salvation Army, William Booth and his associates, they were bitterly attacked in the press by the religious leaders and by government leaders. And his son, Bramwell, showed Booth a newspaper attacking uh, the, the general of the Salvation Army, William Booth. He replied, Bramwell, this was his son, he said, 50 years hence, or 50 years from now, it will matter very little indeed how these people treated us. It will matter a great deal how we deal or how we dealt with the work of God. What he was saying is, it's not really going to matter what they said. What's going to matter is, did we do what our purpose was? Did we fulfill what we were supposed to do? We cannot allow anything to keep us from what is most important. And some of you are saying, well, Pastor, what is most important? We already read it. Seek first His kingdom. Seek first His righteousness. If we'll make that our top priority and our first priority, amen, where His purpose becomes our own, then then it's going to make all the difference between success and failure in our life. You can accomplish a whole lot, but if you're not seeking first the kingdom, you're missing out on the greatest of life. In Berlin art gallery, there's a painting by a German painter, and I I think they're going to put it up for you, Uh, but it's this painter... Adolf Menzel. Anybody ever heard of him? He was around till 1905. But his his painting was only partially finished. I think it's... Is it in there, Brother Ted? It's not in there. Do you have the e-bulletin? It's in the e-bulletin. If you have the e-bulletin, it's right there. Some of you are following along, right? Tracking along. So it's only partially finished. Now, the reason that Menzel only partially finished because he intended to show Frederick the Great speaking with some of his generals. So Menzel painted his generals in a background and he left the king until last. And he put the, the, the outline of Frederick in charcoal, but he died prior to finishing. Now that may seem like a really kind of silly type deal. Here, I'm gonna, I'll, do, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold it up so those of you that can't see, you can see. If you don't have it, that's what it looks like right there. That's what the painting looks like. Now, he, he painted everything else but he left the king until last. <coughs> Let that sink in. So well, what, what's, what's the big deal there? Our very first purpose in life is to give God glory with our lives. In order to do that, we have to first surrender to God. Our lives can only bring Him glory when there's less of us and more of Him. So now, what are you saying, Pastor? Well, what are you saying? Many Christians come to the end of their lives without ever having put Christ into His proper place, into center stage. I don't know about you, but that really hits home for me. I, I, I got a lot of things that I want to accomplish. I have a lot of things that I want to do. But if you haven't turned your life over to Him and you haven't put Him in the top priority of your life, why not do it today? If for some reason maybe your priorities are out of place and, and things seem to have been going awry lately and it doesn't seem like things are making sense, let me just challenge you. Get your priorities in place today. The first thing you need to do is you need to turn and surrender to Him. When I say turn, I mean turn from what you want and the selfish things that we all desire in our human flesh is like, come on, we want this, we got to have this. We don't really have to have it, we just want it. And after we want it, guess what? We get it and then we want something else. You know? 
It, it's like a cycle. It just keeps going and going and going. I, I have two nephews that like to play video games. Now I have a son. One of my daughters likes to play video games. And they'll get a new video game and they'll play it. You know, they'll love it. Oh, it's awesome. And then like two days later, they're like, hey, we need to get this other game. Why? Because once you have what you want, it's not enough. That's right. Right, right. They're always coming out, the world is always coming out with something new, something exciting, something flashy, and something that's going to get your attention, and it's never enough. So even as adults, even if you don't play video games, you you know, your flesh wants a certain thing, you get that certain car that you've always wanted, and guess what? You're going to want something more. You get finally get into that house of your dreams, and you're gonna you're gonna want something more, or you're gonna want something less because you said, "Man, this house is so big. I don't want to take care of all this." You you may get the the person of your dreams if you're in a relationship. You want to be in this perfect relationship, and you you say, "I've got the person of my dreams," and then you realize, "Well, you know what? They don't always make me happy either." The reason is because we always want more. But what we have to do is we have to turn to Jesus. And we have to say, God, I want to seek You first. I want Your kingdom first. I want Your righteousness to be in my life. So, have you turned to Him? Have you been washed by His blood in the Spirit? Uh, Have you been washed in the Spirit and washed in the blood today? If you haven't, then you need to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. You need to go down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, well, I I don't know about all that. Yes, that's what you need to do. That's the way they baptize in the Word of God. Look through the book of Acts. Find me another way that they baptize and I'll stop baptizing the way that I always have baptized. But that's the way that they did it in the Word of God. So that's the way that we do it. Be baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. And if you have not been baptized, and if you have not been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, can I just be very blunt? There is no chance whatsoever for you to fulfill His purpose in your life. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't have God's power on the inside of you, and you don't have, uh, you haven't been baptized and, and washed away all of your sin, and you haven't turned your life completely over to God, you will never complete His purpose right. in your life. Right. Some people they treat God like, uh, you know, He's. Well, I, I'm going to try to be politically correct here. They they treat God as if He's He's kind of like a sugar daddy, you know. They come around when they want something, and then you don't see Him for a while, and then they come back around when they want something. That's how a lot of people treat God. It's like you know, Jesus is my sugar daddy. No, no, that's not what He's supposed to be. Amen. He wants a relationship with you. The relationship that, that means that, you know, He gives and He takes. You give and you take. There's, there's a connection there that takes place. And it's not just that you come around whenever you want to. It's that you make Him your priority. I, I don't know about you, but my, my family is a priority for me. My wife is a priority for me. My relationship with God is a priority. So those priorities, they have to carry out in my life. If my kids don't know that my priority is Jesus Christ, then they're going to think that I'm one way with you and another way whenever I'm not with you. So it's very important that my relationship with God goes beyond just a surface level of coming to church and giving money in the offering and, and, and these real surface things. Because a lot of people do that. What I have to do is I have to seek first the kingdom of God. So when it's time for us to make decisions in our family, in our home, when we're talking, the very first thing that comes up is, am I seeking first? Are we seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness? I don't know about you, but I do not want 
I don't want to miss out on His purpose in my life. So I've told you before, some of you say, well, Pastor, what do I do? How can I do this? Let me give you the most simple answer I know how. Do the next right thing. Do the next right thing. If the next right thing is, um, you know, stopping whatever addiction you're in or getting help to stop whatever addiction you're in, do it. That's the next right thing. If the next right thing is setting aside time, you know, putting some time, budgeting in some time into your day for for personal time with God, do it. If that's the next right thing. If the next right thing is just telling certain people in your life, hey, I can't talk to you anymore because you are pulling me away from God. That's the next right thing. But, but Pastor, they're in my family. I don't, it doesn't matter. You may have some people in your family that you can't talk to. Uh, if it's your husband or your wife, you're going to have to work that out. But if it's not your husband or your wife, it's just a distant family member, or, you know, cousin or something like that. Just tell them, I can't talk to you right now. I love you. I'm going to pray for you. But, you know, my, my relationship with God is so important. And I want to be who God wants me to be. And you're trying to pull me back into some things I don't want to be in. Amen. It's okay. You'll find better friends. Amen. Sometimes you have, look, I got family members I don't talk to on a regular basis. Why? Because they don't want to please God. They have no desire to please God. They want to do drugs. They want to, uh, you know, they want to drink alcohol. They want to have parties all the time. That's, that's on them. Some of my wonderful relatives, it's cost them their family because of what they wanted to do. You know? Uh, and they, they make, you know, they used to make fun of me for being, you know, saved and holy and righteous and trying to do the right thing. Well, I got my family. Right. You know, I, I'm moving forward. Yes. I, I'm thankful. I, I'm not trying to brag here, but I have priorities. My priorities are the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And so, do the next right thing. And so you could ask yourself this question, what would Jesus want me to do? What would He want my priorities to be? Now, there's a lot of things that you can do with your time. There's a lot of things that you can do with your life. There's a lot of things you can do with your money. But did you know that your money and your time, you know what they say? They say, this is what's most important to me. So this is what I'm I'm, I'm coming to a close here. What is the first thing you do every day? What's the first thing you do? Now, if you're going to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, what's the first thing you do every day? What does seeking His kingdom look like in your life? I don't know. I want the King to reign in my life every day, so whatever He says goes. Well, I don't know what He says. My flesh fights it. I don't know what He says if I don't read His Word. I don't know what He says if I don't pray. Or if I don't talk to Him, if I just get up and start blazing through my day and I haven't asked Him, hey God, what do you want from me today? What are you trying to say to me today? If I go through my day and I haven't asked the King what He would like to say into my life, amen, then I'm missing out on an opportunity. So I pray and I ask Him what He wants. I ask for His direction and wisdom to guide me through the day. That's the first thing. Every day. Now, well, Pastor, I just don't, sometimes I get up late and I just don't really have time. Okay? When do you have time? When do you have time? I'm not being stupid. When do you have time? If you don't have time right away, and you have to wait until you wake up because you, you, I mean, you are in the shower and that's the only thing that wakes you up, then once you get out of the shower, then talk to it. Okay? But, you know, for me, it's got to be first thing every day. But let me just say this. Don't leave the king till last. You want him to reign in your life? The first thing you need to do is say, hey, what do you want in my life? 
When it comes to what I do with my money, what does seeking His kingdom look like? Putting God's kingdom first in my finances. Hmm. The Bible tells us where our treasure is, there will our hearts be also. Do you find it hard to give to the, the church and to the ministry here, but you don't really have any problem spending your money for material things or pleasures or experiences that you really like to do? You can find the money for that nice night out. You can find the money for that concert. You can find the money. Come on now. For that toy that you want to get. Let's be honest. You can call it. It it can be a car. It can be whatever. It's a toy. That's what it is. We all like new toys. Every one of us. Amen. I got a deal this week on a little computer. And I've been looking for one for a while. And and I'm just excited. I'm thrilled to death about it. It's my new little. I call it my baby Mac. It's just a little tiny computer. I love it. I got a, I got a great deal. I was so excited. It's just a toy, though. You know? I mean, I'm going to use it for work, but it's still, it's just a toy. But when it comes to money, do you find it hard to put the kingdom of God first? Now, I'm not trying to condemn anybody, but if you do, I would say this is a signal of a greater problem in your life. Okay? The, the, the greater problem is that your heart's not in the right place because you are seeking other things above the kingdom of God. And you're leaving the king to last in your finances. I'm going to move on because I don't want to make you mad. I'm just trying to say, you know, food for thought here. What about when it comes to what I do with my time? What does seeking his kingdom look like when it comes to what I call my time? My time. You know, the boss man has his time. And the kids have their time. And the bathroom has its time. And food has its time. And the bed has its time. What do I do with my time? Now, I call it my time. You you know, you can call it whatever you want. But that's what you think of. And some people say, I'm just not ready to let go of my time. Uh Uh-oh. It's getting lit in here. It's kind of like the money, right? But where we give our time says so much about our priorities. I told you I was going to say this, so it's, it shouldn't be a surprise, right? I told you I was going to talk about you know, our, our money, our time. But where we put our time says a lot about our priorities. You will make time for what you want to do and where you want to be. Yeah. People tell me all the time, you know what they say? I just don't have the time. My answer is, yes, you do. You just don't have the will. You have the time for whatever you will to do. You want to do something? You'll make time for it. Amen. You will. I'm not trying to be rude. You will make time for what you want to do. You want to have coffee? You will make time to have coffee. You want to go see a friend? You will make time to spend with that friend. So you don't have the time is not the answer. You don't have the will and your priority is a mess. So we make time for what we really want. we got time for our games, for media, for events, etc. But we don't always have time for the Word of God. We don't always have time. And we don't always spend time with the people of God who genuinely care about us and want us to achieve His purposes in our lives. I thought about this the other week. I thought, you know, we spend, if, if you're working a, an outside job, you probably spend a minimum of 20 to 25 hours with some real heathen people every week. 
probably 40 hours, some of you 50 hours if you're working a lot. You spend all kinds of time with people who don't care a lick about the things of God. Right, And then you're going to complain about spending about three hours a week with the people of God? Are you insane? These people actually care about what happens to you. These people, come on, you're more than just a number to these people. These people pray for you. These people will stay up with you. If your kids are sick, they'll come over and take care of them. Come on, somebody. And so, why wouldn't you want to spend more time with the people of God? Well, Pastor, you know, I just, uh, I I don't know. Well, let's be honest. You're leaving the king till last when it comes to what you do with your time. I'm not, I'm not being mean. I'm, I'm just trying to say it like it is. We don't mean to, but far too often, we leave the king till last. So how do we stop leaving the king till last? How do we stop leaving Jesus last? Well, it's going to require a dramatic shift in our thinking and our mindset. That starts right here, right now, today. The first thing we have to do, anybody ever been to a, a, a uh, Alcoholics or Narcotics Anonymous meeting? Anybody ever been to one of those? And you walk in, and what's the first thing you have to, you have to say? Hi, I'm so-and-so, and I have a problem. And then you tell them what your problem is, right? You have to first admit, look, <laughs> I'm AJ, and my priorities are really out of whack right now. When you admit that there is actually a problem, you're going to do something about it. But if you think there's not a problem, everything's good, everything's fine, and here's the... Look, you're not not hurting me at all. I promise you, look, I am not going to have my feelings hurt. You're not going to make me mad. I'm not going to, you know, text you every day and message you every day, even though some of you I do it because I love you. Uh, I'm not going to do that, and it's not going to hurt my feelings. You're messing up your opportunity. Your opportunity to put His kingdom and His righteousness first in your life. And then having all those things added to you, all those things that you're chasing by having your priorities in the wrong place, you can have those if you'll put His kingdom first. All the joy, all the peace, all the happiness, all the fun. I'm the, you know what? I have more fun than anybody I know. And I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. Some of y'all like that word. I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. I'm just saying it, it's, it's true. Like, I have so much fun. And, and I really, I have a busy life. My wife will tell you, we're busy all the time. But we laugh. We have joy in our life. We have fun. Uh, sometimes it's because we looked at memes, but we have fun. We do. But you got to realize, first and foremost, if there is a problem and you're not happy because you're not able to get accomplished what you want to get accomplished in life, and you're not able to do the things that you feel like you were destined for, and purposed for, and made for, there's a reason. The reason is you're not seeking first the kingdom. Would you stand with me? Our priorities push our purpose. We can only accomplish our priorities or our purpose if our priorities are in the right place and they're pushing us in that direction. Does that make sense? I didn't go off the deep end too far, right? You hear me. I want you to accomplish God's purpose in your life. The only way for you to accomplish God's purpose is not to be goody-goody with the pastor. 
Amen. It's not. It's it's not to have all the cool and witty sayings and have the funniest things. You know, that, that's not it. It's not working 120 hours a week. It's it doesn't really all that. It, it's just all one of these days. It's gonna all be burned up. And there's not one person in here that's going to say, man, I sure wish that I would be able to read through my resume one more time and see all the impressive things that I've done in my life. There's not one person in here, man, I wish I would have spent just a couple more hours in the office. Not one of you. No, no, nobody's going to care when you're on your deathbed. You're not going to care if you drive a station wagon or if you drive a Corvette. It won't really matter. What is most important is His kingdom and His righteousness. And when you're looking at eternity and you say, okay, I know God's got a purpose and a plan for my life and I want to get there. I want to be who He wants me to be. The most important thing that's going to help you get to that purpose is your priorities. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to open up this altar. And I want to just ask this really simple question. I'm going to challenge you to come forward. Are you ready to put the king first from here on out? That's it. Are you ready to put the king first? If you're ready and you say, I've been leaving the king till last, but I'm ready. I don't care if I've been saved one day or a hundred years. I'm going to put the king first from here on out. I want you to step out of your seat and just walk down to this altar and say, God, I, I surrender to you. God, I want to put you first in everything that I do. I don't want to leave you till last in my money. I don't want to leave you till last in my time. I don't want to leave you till last, God, in my priorities. I want you to be number one. Lord, whatever that takes, whatever that costs me, God, I want to seek you first and I want to seek your kingdom first. I want your righteousness in my life. Hallelujah. As they sing this, I wonder if you just reach out to God. And I wonder if you just tell Him, God, if I, if I haven't been putting you first, God, forgive me today. And help me, Lord. Help me to put you first in everything that I do, everything that I say. Let my life's priorities be to put you first.
first in everything. Hallelujah. God, help me. Help me to put you first. Hallelujah. My time and my finances, God, and everything that I say and do, let me put you, God, first every day, Lord. I won't wait till last to talk to you. Hallelujah. Encourage me, pray with me. Boy. 